You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, moving on in this edition of Six Rings, back from the bye, getting ready for the Jetropolitans. A couple of days ago, Andy Hart published a little piece at weeiwei.com about the five members of the New England Patriots who need to, quote, step up or step up to the streets in the second half of the season. Uh, and the cover photo on the .com of the radio station, wouldn't you know, happened to be the New England Patriots special offensive assistant slash offensive line coach, the one, the only rocket surgeon himself, Matt Patricia. Uh, Andy, for, the, for those who didn't get a chance to read this list, would you uh, work your way through these five Patriots keyest or most integral to success in the second half of the season first of all i want to tell matt because i know he listens obviously he listens he needs to He's listen maddie p so, yeah or, or scatty p and joe jazz as we've now named them at the station i uh, i did him a solid because when i was picking the photo to put on the story on the website um usa today has a very unflattering photo of him with a pencil in his mouth like in his chin up and like the beard every it i could have made him look like a clown uh as the top man on the list. And I chose not yeah. to, I chose to put a little bit more of a normal photo there. Uh, but yeah, I think it's, man. well, you know, I just try to be fair. I, I, people do take too many pot shots at him, in my opinion. Oh, like, for sure. We've said as much here. Like he, he shouldn't be the one, like there are things that are uh, mockable or teasable. There are things to get frustrated by and about, but this all is not his fault. And he no. takes way too much. I think Bill probably needs to maybe step in the way of a couple more of the slings and arrows. Being said oh, he abs- right. in- instead he's like yeah i think the other team does know our plays we should probably try to fix that which was a depending on how you wanted to assess it kind of a shot at matt patricia and his offense and i asked a simple question before we get into this list wholeheartedly and certainly mm-hmm. patricia deserves the top spot because i think patricia trickles down into other people on the list and the way mm-hmm. the whole offense unfolds yeah who was put in a uh more precarious or unfair spot when Bill Belichick chose Matt Patricia to run his offense, was it Mac Jones or was it Matt Patricia? Mac Jones, only because Mac Jones had no say in the matter. I would argue, interesting point, we can we can tweak that in a second, but I would argue it's Matt Patricia because at least Mac Jones has an offensive mind to fall back on. Like you could argue he could overcome some of the issues that might, trickle down to him through Patricia running the offense. Whereas Matt Patricia, I don't know what leg he had to stand on. 
Great point you bring up, though, because he had no say, Mac Jones. Do you think Matt Patricia could have, should have, and would have said simply, no, thank you, Bill. I don't believe I'm qualified or prepared for this opportunity. I don't think it would be good for myself and or the team. Should Matt Patricia have said no to the role he is in? Yes. Yeah. I, do, I, do, I I mean, it's very easy to say now, hindsight 2020, rose-colored glasses and all. Uh, no, uh, he absolutely should have said no to the opportunity. Now, everyone loves a good challenge every now. Well, what else could I do? I've won Super Bowls. I've been a head coach. He's probably thinking the best way for me to get back to being a head coach is to prove that I can be a competent, if not top, upper tier coordinator it uh you know in the nfl at the next level and then maybe i'll get a shot to earn my way back there well right now he's not doing much to bolster his linkedin page or his or his resume uh for being a, a head coach in the nfl again by any stretch this is the kind of thing where just because you work in a restaurant doesn't mean whether it's uh you know front of house or this part of the just because you're a bartender doesn't mean you can go back there and cook the damn meal there right. are so many other analogies we can make where just because you've been adjacent to the goings-on and have a fun fundamental or just foundational knowledge of how to do something doesn't mean it's the thing that you should or that you're qualified for it it's the one thing that people that are, know the sport the best keep bringing up the in-game adjustments the rhythm I think Orlovsky, who's a name that keeps getting brought up because he's been so critical of it and because he was an NFL quarterback, the whole idea like, okay, great. You can script some plays. You can come up with an idea as to how you want to attack a team. But when it gets down to now they've adjusted, they've countered your moves. What do you do next in this game of gridiron chess? And he and Mac together and Joe Jazz and Belichick Bill. combined, Bill, Bill. Make they've sure had, you include Bill. They've had like the Patriots have had save for the one drive to open the second half against the Jets, which of course could have been scripted. Or maybe that was more Mac Jones saying like, F it. It's me, Mondre and Myers. And I'm just going to get it down the field. The best drive I've seen in over the last month or so with the Patriots. That didn't involve Bailey Zappi. I, I don't know how I, I don't know how you say that you're, you're just going to all of a sudden develop faith that he, it's just going to come to him. Like now he's going to figure it out on the fly. And that's why I'm sure he's at the top of this list for you and why he's probably concerned number two overall for the Patriots behind number one. Can we, can we, can we fix Mac? Can we unbreak Mac Jones? Yeah, because the, the one, the one thing that would, cause I believe Matt Patricia's has to step up the most because he's overseeing Mac Jones. So they kind of mm -hmm. go hand in hand. If he doesn't Correct. step up, it's hard for Mac to overcome it. The, the flip side of that, you could put Mac at the top spot on any list because theoretically he's here for the long term, whereas maybe you fix this mistake with Patricia in the offseason and quietly just leave him to coach offensive line and do something different at the coordinator slash play caller position. You're not stuck with him, quote unquote, long term like you right. kind of are married to Mac for the next few years. I presume. I mean, I guess anything could happen. In the, in, who knows? I make um, no. I make no. Uh, uh, assuming is a dangerous game to begin with, let alone in Foxborough with several years out of the playoffs and Bill Belichick as coach slash GM. Well, I, I actually think if he decided to move on from Mac, that might be a time for them to move on from him. Well, I, I let you pick the next quarterback, and you told me we had the next quarterback, and we were going in the right direction, and now you're pulling the plug. So, well, if we're going to do a rebuild, let's rebuild the whole damn place. But. Anyway, different topic for a different day in the offseason whenever that comes. The the Mac aspect here is 
Mac needs to get going in the right direction. I think the process started pre-buy, and I, I have been big on this, and I could be dead wrong. I liked his energy and his his confidence to some degree post-game, the last two games you know, prior to the bye. I thought there was something in his air that could be built upon. Now, that could come crashing down with two picks in the first quarter against the Jets, and obviously you know, everybody would be booing him again and calling for Zappi and all that. But Mac does need to overcome. At some point, the great ones overcome. And, and I know that's been challenged this year with Tom Brady and, and, and Aaron Rodgers, the two of the greatest of all time, not necessarily overcoming, right? What's going on around them? They were losing. Maybe they both turned a corner over the weekend. Christian Watson becoming Aaron Rodgers' go-to guy, making plays, whatever. And Tom Brady kind of just saying, boys, get on my damn back and I'll carry us to victory. Um but true franchise quarterbacks, like we saw it with Russell Wilson over the years. I know Russell Wilson is now mockable in Denver, but there was a span there where no running back, no offensive line, no left tackle. Russell Wilson finds a way to win. I think that's what franchise quarterbacks have to do. If Mac is a franchise quarterback, we can bitch about Matt Patricia. We can bitch about others on this list, like the offensive line, <gasps> Isaiah Wynn. And we can bitch about targets, <gasps> Kendrick Bourne. But in the end, if Mac Jones is the man, then he needs to stand up and be the man over the next eight games. Yeah, with Tam uh, uh, the Tampa reference, it, yes, it definitely is. Okay, I'm the... Uh, I'm the focal point. I'm the legend guys. I'll, I'll carry us to the promised land, or at least out of the sludge of 500 football into the playoffs where everyone in the world has a futures bet on Tampa winning the NFC South as they should, because it's a dumpster fire of a division. But there's also been, as we saw last Sunday too, contributions by Rashad white, a rookie running back, stepping mm -hmm. up and spelling Leonard Fournette, adding a new layer to the offense. Kay Dotton, a young tight end, stepping up, making plays when they need it. Julio Jones actually, jumping into the Lazarus pit and coming back out and being able to make a couple of plays, including that big touchdown that got Tampa on the board. So while you have Patricia and Mac Jones one and two on the list, I'm going to put number three on the list of your five players or five people that need to step up the most. Anyone who wants to be the number two wide receiver. Kendrick I don't born. Is that going to be born? It's I had be born because Devontae Parker banged up. Devontae Parker, he's always covered. We know the right. numbers from next-gen stats. Like, Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne had a thing less than a year ago. They worked. A, a legitimate thing, including so, the two of them being the best players on the field for the Patriots against Buffalo in that playoff debacle. Get back to that. Like, I don't know if he'll ever work with Devontae Parker and whether he'll ever be a 50-50 ball guy and get it down the field. I'm pretty sure he'll never work with Nelson Aguilar because he just turns it over when you get it to him most of the time. And I don't have any idea what Tyquan Thornton is going to be, because mm -hmm. Tyquan Thornton, to me, has taken a turn for the worse, not for the better, over the last month or so. But Kendrick Bourne, we had idiots on our radio station, and by idiots, I mean mutt, saying that Kendrick Bourne was going to be a poor man's Debo Samuel. He was a playmaker. You could move him all around. like, And... He's I did too. Guilty as charged, guy. Guilty as charged. Okay. I thought idiot he was number two, I'll call you. And then there was that third idiot. I won't call him an idiot because he doesn't work for us anymore. So I can't call him an idiot. He's not part of the family. But there were a lot of people that thought he was going to go this way, straight through the roof. And he went this way, straight through the pooper. Kendrick Bourne has to find a way to say, 
Maybe it's a sit down. You know how like you tell like kids in high school, hey, if you got a problem with the coach, you got to go sit down and talk to the coach. Like it's mm-hmm. your job. You're the athlete. Mm-hmm. Maybe Kendrick Bourne during this bye week, I don't know, take one of those Cape Air flights over to Nantucket, join Matt Patricia and Bill by the fire and be like, listen, guys, I'm falling on my sword in front of you. I want to be a key playmaker on this team. How do we get there? Whatever it is, get out of the doghouse, get me the ball. Because Kendrick Bourne is the one I believe there's there's reason to believe it could happen. Like, not just your blind hope, like you mm-hmm. frauds. Oh, this guy's going to be great. Oh, Cam McGrone is going to be the best linebacker on the team. All right. The McGrone principle has been retired to this point. I got it. I've taken my lumps you that and my laps hope. over that. It was. It was Belichick. It was in Bill. We, I, I, had a, I had a case of in Bill We Trust-itis. I got it. Okay. Or in so Bill this, We Trust-itis. And I still do trust him, hope. but that was a way. That was... That was, that was dumb. You you should not dumb. have. And I was your voice of reason, objectivity. Like, why do you? Okay. Anyway, Kendrick Bourne is not blind hope. Kendrick nope. Bourne has been there and done that for this team with this quarterback and this offense, basically. Like, there's reason to think he could be better and could be, and you need him to be. You need Jacoby Myers to have a pal, a running mm-hmm. mate, a tag team partner right. in the passing game. You can't just lean on Jacoby Myers. Sorry, that's not enough. Can you just also, like, when, when, Going back to segment one in the podcast where you went over the stats of like bottom tier defenses they faced in the first half versus yep. top tier defenses they'll face in the second half. Every single player, and this is uh who are the other two players, real quick, that were the other two people? You have Isaiah Wynn. Yep. And, I, and he's kind of the face of the offensive line, but also he makes $10 million and was a first round pick. I need yeah. you to not suck. That's a no brain. That's an or as Luke no-brainer. Maloney would yeah. say, just suck a little. Just suck a suck little. Less. Just suck a little. Suck less, my friend. And then finally, Christian Barmore, because as the defense faces more challenges, how could they be better? Like Judon's really good. Wise is like, I think a lot of them have played really well for the first half of the year. How Mm -hmm. can you be better? Christian Barmore could be an inside pass rusher, pocket collapser. Christian Barmore, take that late season jump, that next step to being Pro Bowl caliber, like to defeating double teams that are being thrown your way. Scare the hell out of a Kirk Cousins, like, right? Christian mm-hmm. Barmore coming up the middle. Or just could... devour Zach Wilson, force him to rush outside Absolutely. and do one of his dumb Zach Wilson things. That's how you get him as much as you know they're going to, and we'll talk about this in the Jets preview podcast. If you can flush him out and make him think, oh, I have to get off platform, off script, and make do one of my BYU Mahomes things, that feeds right into Belichick's game plan. And as much as Salah... And LaFleur will, t- will try to coach him up, like, stay within the game plan. Don't do anything stupid. Guys like Christian Barmore could force other quarterbacks to do something stupid. And I yep. just want to round out this segment with th- uh, this thought, Andy. Um, and I think we both sort of agree that this Patriots team is best suited getting back to what Mac did well last year, finding Kendrick Bourne, integrating the tight ends, obviously leaning on Myers, and pretty much running your offense through Ramondre Stevenson, who's the first half offensive MVP and uh, pretty much the best player on the team. Every single player on the Patriots offense, except for one, that being Ramondre Stevenson, has seen a slight to significant statistical dip on offense from 2021. You cannot tell me that basically the entire offense got together in the offseason and decided to sign a let's suck together pact. Like there's no, there's no like pact where it's just like, we're all going to drink the Kool-Aid and put on the Nikes together. We're all going to get terrible together. They did not sign a regression pact 
So there's obviously something behind the scenes at What's work different? that is. What could it be? What could be different? What so like, could it be? Yeah, the players are the same. They both tra- they all trained in the off season. Like what could be different? I can't put my thumb or finger on it. It's it's weird. I don't know. Let's hope they found said uh, hidden regression pact. Tore it up during the bye week and fixed things because gonna need some points and gonna need a whole lot of them real quick Indeed. to stop and or keep up with some of these teams in the second half. And hey, thanks for keeping up with us. Of course, there's so many different Six Rings podcasts every week, whether it's right after the post-game show, the midweek edition, the mailbag, the preview edition. We appreciate you guys subscribing and sharing with all your friends. And of course, at Six Rings Pod, at Fitzy GFY, and at Jumbo Heart.